Sensor. I'm joined by my co-host, Christian Smith. What's up, Christian? How's it going? It's been a, quite a fun 24 hours and quite a fun beginning to this podcast as well. <laughs> and my boy, Davi. What's up, Davi? Uh, Coach Joe. Oh, come on. It's, it's like a Chanel. It's like Chanel's mistake last night, but not as bad. But know. you know what? We rec- we're going to recover. We're going to win. Yeah, we'll get that second goal back. <laughs> and our special guest, guest uh, honored, honored guest, Roddy, joining us from Seoul, South Korea. What's up, Roddy? I thought I will probably be making mistakes waking up this early in the morning, but how are you guys doing? <laughs> All right, for those of you guys, you guys are out of the loop. Um, I fucked up, uh, d- didn't hit the record button when, when we did our first initial intro. So this is uh, take two, kind of like NYCFC did take two last night with po- getting that second goal back from... Uh, from uh, our, our uh, preseason game in, out in LA against the Galaxy, um, but let's jump back into it. Um, Roddy is a, is a New Yorker who is um, uh, following the team uh, while overseas on a different continent. Um, Roddy, tell us a little bit about what it's like to kind of have this uh, this this viewership and fanship from South Korea, and also I want I want to hear about what it's like um, if you're if you wear around if you're wearing uh, NYCFC gear out and about. If anybody asks you questions, they go, "What is that?" Like things like that. So. Yeah, so following the team, um, when I first moved out here, was a little bit of a challenge because I started with um, Korean classes. I, I studied Korean in college for three years, um, taking classes there, and I started to forget a lot of it because I wasn't practicing. Roddy? I think we lost Roddy. South Korea just yeeted him. <laughs> Did Kim Jong Un realize here? <laughs> no, wrong Korea to wrong. I know, I know, I know. But like, he, you don't think he has? You don't think he has eyes and ears on what's going on down in South? Like he, he knows what's going on down in South. Is this is this the Trump administration or some shit? <laughs> Roddy, are you there, man? Uh, yeah. Mike just my cut mic off. just cut off. Yeah. Yeah, his mic just cut off. No, Roddy. We no, we can't hear you. Hear you. Uh, in case oh, you're oh, wait, um, Roddy. oh, there you are. There he is. Roddy? He was for a second. Uh, in case anybody can't... Well, you can't see this. Uh, Roddy is uh, currently... His microphone is giving him issues, and he's communicating to us through a chat in a Google Meet where we're recording this. <laughs> so this is... Uh... This is uh, Murphy's Law. Uh, my, my wife's name is Murphy. This is Murphy's Law. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Mm-hmm. Episode four. Uh, I fucked up first by, by not hitting the record button. And now, uh, and now Mike's, uh, Roddy's mic took a shit. Uh, That's now. Can you hear me now? Yes, yes. We yeah, got Roddy yeah, back. Yeah, 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 we got Roddy back. Right. Bring our troops home. So, we brought him back. I was about to right. say, it was, so, it was feeling like Philly all over again. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, 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 we'll shut down the whole headset thing. My, my headset was having problems, so I'll just go with the computer audio. I don't know if it sounds any different. Nope, or... sounds exact same. You sound fine. All right, cool. All right. Sorry about that. That's okay. 
Oh, there, there was my mistake for the morning. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. What was I talking about? Um, uh, so I'd asked you about uh, you, you, you. You were going into how you uh, you learned Korean in college, and then, and then pretty much that's when it cut out. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Okay. So, um, yeah. So I, I I studied Korean in college um, and started to forget a little bit after I graduated. So um, I didn't want to lose a language. Like I lost Spanish because I did it in middle and high school. Um, and then forgot all of it because I wasn't practicing. So I decided to move out to Korea and I started my first six months out here taking a class. Um, it was a morning class from nine to one. And with the time difference, that'll be around the time where games would kick off in, in New York on the East Coast. Um, so I would have to like turn off all my notifications on my phone and go to class, wait after wait until after class to rewatch the, the, the game, whether it's highlights or if I can catch it on ESPN plus through VPN. Um, and that's how I kind of managed the first six months. And then after that, because my work schedule, when I teach English, I teach English at like after school academies when I started um, with, with, with children, elementary, middle school. Um, my work schedule is from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. So with that, I can actually catch games in the morning live and then get ready for work um, in the afternoon. Um, and it's been going on um, that, that way since uh, the end of 2019. Um, even now, after, after a couple years, and now I teach adults, which is a bit better than teaching children. Um, it's the same thing. I'll just wake up earlier, um, catch the game, and then if, if I want to get like another hour to sleep, so I'll go back to sleep and then wake up again, get ready for work, and be out the door. So not too bad i got a question for you roddy uh with this new apple plus tv deal that uh, mls has set up does that does that work around your schedule much better than like the previous mls schedule or is it about the same now well the scheduling probably um would, would be would be pretty similar um i don't have apple plus and i'm not sure if i'm thinking i'm not sure if i'm gonna get it at all because um the, the, the thing with it is, I think with the price, but what I'm going to be using it for, um, I don't think it's worth it because I'm not going to be following the entire league like I used to when I was living in the States. Um, and again, it's probably because of the time difference. I just don't have time to, to know everything about the league. That's why um, I don't really do much MLS fantasy even because I used to do that when I was in the States as well. Um, so... I'll probably only be using it for NYCFC content and maybe like any news, like maybe if extra time is on there as well or whatever kind of league news. But I feel for that price, it's not worth it because it's not enough. Um, so I'm probably not going to get Apple Plus and I'm probably just going to try to find another way to watch the game or just maybe just catch highlights. Um, after the game, but in terms of scheduling, it's not that much of a problem. Yeah. Now with the uh, with the pretty much unanimous seven thirty Eastern time start times for NYCFC, that's going to be that's going to be nine thirty in the morning for you, right? So that's like a yeah. So a yeah, nine thirty, nine thirty, and during winter, eight thirty in the summer because they yeah, don't do daylight savings time here in Korea. So um, so yeah, it's still going to be morning games for me, um, which is not too much of a hassle. But like when, when, like back before this deal, when NYCFC was having like one o'clock kickoffs, that that'd be rough for you because that's like three o'clock in the morning for you, right? Yeah, that is true. That is true. <laughs> I would have to like I would have to either stay up all night or 
catch a few Z's um, for a couple of hours and then wake up, set my alarm, um, have my alarm wake me up at like 2.45 so I can log on or do whatever. And then um, after the game, I'll just go right back to sleep. Or sometimes I will even fall asleep during the games if the games are that bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But um, I, I would say, yeah, everything is going to be um, – I guess standardized if that's what we're gonna call it. Um yeah, the games game times will be um much more convenient at least. And I mean and it's it's socially acceptable to start drinking for NYCC game at nine o'clock in the morning, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd be surprised about the drinking culture here in South Korea. People drink every night out here. So anything is anything is acceptable. What year did you move out to South Korea? Say again? What what year did you move out to South Korea? I moved out here in 2019, May 2019. So um, a little over three and a half years ago. And um uh I haven't I haven't been I haven't been able to go back home because of the pandemic. Um so um it it, it was been a, it, it was a while um to to see my family. My mom did come out here in November for a month um, to, to travel around and, and spend some time with me um, for, for my birthday and for Thanksgiving. But um, other than that, I haven't been back home since. Now, um, I, like I, you went out there, you, you were out there in 18? When were you out there? When did you go out there? 19. 19. Now, I remember yeah. pre-pandemic, you were supposed to come back at a certain point, but now that got extended because of the pandemic? My plan was to stay here for around five years. Um, but that, that kind of changed because of the pandemic. So originally I would have, I would have, and, and I probably would have gotten time to, you know, visit home once or twice during that, but yeah, things got pretty messed up. Now, what's your long-term plans? Like, are you, are you going to be back in the States by the time NYCFC opens the stadium or are you going to be out there long-term? That I really don't know because, um, I mean, if, if you haven't been here, this place is amazing. Honestly, it's 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 a great country, um, beautiful country. Um, food is amazing, um, and the people are are equally amazing. Um, I, I I don't see myself staying that long. Um, maybe I, I I'm I'm definitely thinking about okay, twenty twenty seven the stadium's gonna be opening. I definitely want to come back for for at least opening day if if i'm still out here and i and i'm still just and i've and i've decided to kind of like extend my stay here a little longer um but i'm not really sure as to when i will like permanently move back um i haven't really decided on on that kind of timeline yet but there i i'm definitely planning on you know my 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 pipe dream would be to kind of own property in the states and then here as well and then kind of like travel back and forth between the places when i want to um but again that's a pipe dream so i, I you know too much money i need too much money for that now, but um yeah sticking with the uh concept of support your local obviously your local your local here in the, in the united states is nycfc but uh who do you support uh in is there a league in, in south korea yeah so k league um is um i would say K-League 1 is is pretty popular, actually. Um, I remember watching, uh, there, there was a game, it was Busan Hyundai versus Cheonggook Motors. 
which were like the top two in K-League one. And it was maybe like the third to last game of the season last year. Um, and that game was very dramatic, the way that game ended. And the fans in the stadium in Ulsan were extreme, like just emotions, cheering, screaming, crying. That game was insane. Um, so so there there is a there is a passion for the for the sport out here. Um not so much for like a lot of local teams. You know, you do get the the you, you do get, oh, who's your favorite team? Oh, Tottenham. Why do you like Tottenham? Because it's Sun and Min. You get that almost everywhere you go here in South Korea. Um and then you do also get a couple other um Premier League teams here as well. Um but not too much support for local teams, at least here in Seoul. So the team that I chose was Seoul Eland FC, which is in K League Two. Um, they're in the lower, they're in the lower league. Um, it's a pretty shit team, actually. <laughs> um, but uh, I chose that team because I didn't want to be, I didn't want to glory hunt. I didn't want to go for FC Seoul. Um, because I think that's like that's the that's the bigger team, and it's like, oh, you're just choosing bigger team because they're they're, they're the big team. So I was like, no, I want to I want to be different. Um, and and I tell you, promotion relegation in K League can be kind of dramatic at times. Um, I think when was it? Was it 2020, 2021? We were close to um, qualifying for playoffs to get promoted. Um, and we needed to, I think, I think we needed to draw the last game of the season in order to qualify. And we had four clear chances at the end of the game in stoppage time, and none of them would go in. And so it was really heartbreaking. My friend out here who I met, he's, he's a Manchester United fan. He's from Manchester. Um, but you would think he's a more of an Elan fan than a Manchester United fan because at the end of that game he was crying. Um the, the passion he has for this team out here, Elan, is like it, it it it's amazing what what um what he does for it. He writes for the team uh and for, for like the English blog and everything. But um but yeah that that's that's who I support out here. Um and I do tell people about Seoul Elan. I do tell people about NYCFC um i do wear my jerseys around the city sometimes and i really haven't gotten a lot of questions um i guess maybe mainly because i'm a foreigner and no one wants to talk to foreigners out here <laughs> but um when i do get the opportunity to talk about um soccer i do i do talk about the two teams that i follow so um you, you forgot the most important thing Seoul eland wears blue and fc Seoul wears red you should just be honest that that that's another reason. That's another reason. Yeah, that is another reason why I chose Seoul Eland. Um, also, Seoul Eland was also they 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 started playing in 2015 as well. Okay. So their new their new team. Um, their first manager was Martin Rennie, who used to coach the the Whitecaps. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of an MLS connection there as well. Um, so yeah, I, I, that's what I chose. I, now, I, chose, the- I chose to hide my flag there. The league in Korea, that's what they say, it's called the K-League? Yeah, K-League. Yeah. So, so there's K-League 1, K-League, K-League and J-League don't cross over, right? So like Yokohama, F- Mourinho, so like they're not going to play each other? 
Um, they no. won, they wouldn't they would in the Champions League. Okay. In the, in, in yeah, they uh, won the AFC Champions League. Yeah, yeah. AFC Champions yeah. League. They would. Yeah. Yeah. And, the the champ the Champions League Ronaldo's now in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think, where is he in Saudi Arabia? Yeah, I think they play uh, in the Champions League too. Yeah, yeah. Al Nasser, yeah, Al Nasser. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so it's been a pretty eventful twenty-four hours for NYCFC, has it not? Yeah, but hold on, before we get there, Roddy, three questions: favorite NYCFC player of all time? Go. Shannon Gomez. Shannon Gomez, the Trinidad <laughs> fullback. Yeah, because he's Trinidadian and, and, and my family's from Trinidad too. So he's still he's signed, he, he's still doing his thing down in the USL Pro, right? Or USL Champions? Yeah, 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 yeah. San yeah. Antonio FC. Yeah. Um, favorite NFC current player. Now, if you need to go check the roster, I understand. Favorite current NYCFC player. Favorite current player. Um, Josh, who's still on this damn team? Yeah, that's right. Pull it up. <laughs> Pull it up. Um. <laughs> If I had to choose, probably, probably Andrade. Okay, Thiago Andrade. Uh, who? Did, right, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get into it. But he scored he scored a pretty a pretty wonder goal uh, last night. We'll get into it. And then yeah, last yeah. last question, uh, favorite kit that we've that NYCFC has ever worn. Oh, favorite kit. Um, I I I like how clean the uh, 2015 secondary is. The just like the all black. Yeah. Is that the one that's in your um, profile picture over here? Are you playing the drums? Yeah, you're wearing that black kit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah. My picture is that one there, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. The 2015. I, I, also, I also have a soft spot for the Hypno Kit. I know that one's kind of controversial, but I would choose the 2015. I love the Hypno Kit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Hypno Kit's nice. I like it. So, and I, and uh, I, and uh, I, and uh, I, and uh, I've uh, worn that, I've worn that a couple times out here too. So, you getting compliments on it? Yeah, I know. What the fuck is that? The, the Hypno Kit is my second favorite, and I've already become a pariah here because I, I love the Volt Kit. Like our newest away kit. I love the bolt kit. I think it's great. I own it, and I it's one of my favorite things that I own. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the the bolt kit is pretty nice. I, I mean, I remember like at first I was like, eh. I I love the orange, <laughs> but then that 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 lightning bolt just looks weird, and then it kind of grew. The on thing me, is, so. the 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 first the first impressions were bad because like the first thing that ever came out of it was the replica kit. Oh yeah, it was bad. But and the replica kit looks awful. But mm-hmm. the thing is, the authentic is yeah, just—it's so amazing how like how how much of a difference like the authentic kit kit makes, like with the star on it, and like mm-hmm. and like all the badges and everything like sure. that, and how like how much you know, and the championship badge on it, like it, it just makes it like look like a lot more clean and a lot more cool, in my opinion. So here's yeah. the problem, though, is that every guest that we have up until like maybe next week, we ask who their favorite kit is, and they're saying this and that and that. But I guarantee you, I guarantee you, after the new kit drops, unanimously, everyone's favorite kit. Of all time is going to be the 2023. I hope you're right, man. What's, what's that? Right. What's that drop me? February 16th. It's yeah. It's either. It's February either. I think 18th. it's. I think it's in yeah, February. That, that week of the 16th. So that what is it? That's, okay. that's the third week. All right. Of, so, uh, so the week February. after this one. Yeah. So once that kid drops, right. unanimously everyone's favorite kid. It's, it's fucking. It's right. so pretty. All right. So let's get into it. Um, we had a match. Well, for Eastern Time, we had a match last night. But for Roddy, it was. What, what, when did that match last night kick off? That match kicked off at 10 p.m. our time. So that's midnight. Tw- noon oh, your right. time. Midnight. Midnight. 10 p- you, said, you said 10 p.m. Yeah, Eastern? It, it kicked yeah, off so at 10 p.m. Yeah, so that'll be, that'll be midnight my time. Yeah, midnight. How? Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be noon your time? Well, like, he's like 26 hours ahead. So. No, he's 14 hours ahead. Oh, wait. No, no, you're right. You're, wait. Give me a second. 10 p.m. to 10 a.m. is 12 hours. Yeah, you're right. Noon, noon, noon. noon. Yeah, my noon. bad. 
My yeah, bad. So at noon yesterday, lunchtime, lunchtime kickoff. At noon yesterday, we kicked off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, against uh, LA Galaxy, which is it was our fourth game of the of the preseason. Um, looking at the lineup, uh, the lineup probably mirrors similar to what we could potentially see opening day. Um, the only changes, obviously, are going to be is if is if this uh, Gabi Pereira visa situation gets sorted out in the, uh, over the course of the next three weeks, leading up to opening day. Um, I, I, he posted pictures today on his Instagram that he's just chilling on the beach with his girl, like it's he's uh, he's just hanging out, living his best life. Every now and again, I see videos of him playing. Uh, I guess in Brazil, it's popular to play uh, sand, like beach volleyball soccer, but you use your feet instead of your hands. Oh yeah, hundred. 100%. It's always hot down yeah, there. Yeah, so he's been doing that 100%. like all the past couple of weeks, just constantly playing beach, uh, beach volleyball soccer. Um, so he obviously he's he's our uh, debutant, on, or he's our person that mans the right wing, playing inverted winger. But uh, today, uh, yesterday, uh, Jason uh, played that for only 37 minutes. He got subbed off before half. I didn't hear anybody say anything about an injury, so I don't know if that was planned or not. But he he came off came off after thirty seven minutes on the right wing. Well, it, it, it was hard to it was hard to keep track of him because like uh, the LA Galaxy radio announcer kept on uh, like mispronouncing his name apparently, and I was like, and I was wondering who the hell Yasin was, yes. and I didn't discover it's, who Yasin it's Jason. was. It's Jason. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Until 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 uh, um. Until you and Julie pointed it out on Twitter, and I was just like, "What? What the fuck? Yasin?" Like, which is weird, considering like you know, I've seen like a lot of these like MLS commentators know each other and they meet up with each other like in like the, like in press areas like before games, and and pronunciations usually like a big thing. So like, that's to mispronounce that one was a bit weird, yeah, but so yeah, we, Yasin. <laughs> we had Jason on the right wing. We had Triago and George on the left wing. Talos up top. Uh, and then su- surprisingly, the midfield. This is the, so. This is the first game that Maximo Carrizo uh, Carrizo didn't get the start, and instead they went for, with a three-man midfield of Justin Hack, Keaton Parks, and Alfredo Morales, which I thought was kind of interesting because if you think about it, Justin Hack is like a six-eight, more of a six than an eight. Parks is an eight. Alfredo's a six. So like, there's no true ten. There's no ten there. So they're operating with like a a double eight, single six, or a double six, single eight, and no ten. Like, I don't. What do you guys think of that? Probably a double six, single eight. Uh, I mean, right now it's probably your best course of action because listen, I think like if anything, I don't think any of us want to see a fourteen-year-old start uh, on opening day. I mean, listen, Maximo Carrizo might be a very, very good, you know, a good footballer, but and he might be like some someone to watch in the future. But um, if if I had to take a guess, I don't think he's quite ready for the top flight game. It's a, so it's a midfield in that case that I understand is probably close to first choice. Um, I've already iterated on plenty of occasions. I'd much rather have James Sands back and use Hack for depth because right now, but uh, but it also looked. Uh, I mean, we'll probably get into like substitutions and like other like uh, appearances later. But I do want to point out that it does look like uh, Nico Benalcazar did play in the midfield last night, so maybe that's another option. So uh, who knows? Yeah, Nico came on. Nico came on for Justin Hack in the second half. Yeah, because uh, he's. Because I'm watching this highlight from the second goal, and he's very advanced at the pitch, and he actually is the uh, the second pass before uh, yeah. the last pass before Ilanich's cross. So here's a question. So, yeah, I, it's per- here's a question I have. Say in a, in, a, this, in a theoretical world right now that say James Sands gets uh, his loan gets uh, gets dissolved, and he he gets pulled back to NYCFC, whether by us doing it or by them saying, "Hey, we don't want him anymore. Send him back." We get James Sands back. And we get a little bit more depth in the midfield, but not at 
a position of need necessarily because now we have three sixes and an eight and still no ten. So like how to like I, I don't think it's going to benefit us because James Sands is a, at least for MLS quality he's an MLS quality player he can come in he, he, if he's back on our lineup he is one of the first names you etch on the uh, on the lineup sheet like he's starting he's playing um, but like how does that how, like how does that affect our lineup so now who does that obviously that kicks hack to the bench right so then now you're looking at a, a midfield of James Sands Alfredo Morales and Keaton Parks you can you can do that. Um, or I would say James Sands could also, because we've seen him play at center back, maybe not as, as effective, maybe, um, I think, I think he's probably best with, a th- with three at the back, but he can also play that kind of role as well. Um, so now, so now, so. now three at the back though. So James Sands plays in the middle. Do you put Maxime on the right and Tiago Martins on the left? Because I, I, I know I know where Christian's going to go. That he wants a left-footed, and all of us want a left-footed left center back. But Tony Alfaro is 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 like he's a journeyman. He's not like proven that he really uh, at least in he's our, dog water. He's not like he's not starting. Oh, dog water. Let's call it what it is. And, and I know, and, how, I know how, how our little buddy NYCFC source keeps saying there's more more transactions coming. We're definitely in the market for another another left-footed left center back. Um, we we're we, we, we with a pan, Panamanian left footed center back, but I don't know what's I don't know I don't know what, what the what the status is, is on that right now. Apparently we were in negotiations or like we just offered too little for the fee. Apparently he he also says that um we have uh we're in negotiations with like five to ten players in like each position of need. Um not sure how true that is, but um yeah, but at, at this at this stage of the of the window, I think he would. You you would think that we, we would have the players in place of who we want to put on the field and to, to compete and you know it's 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 on brand on, with us but I mean to David Lee, to David Lee's credit he he's rarely missed on any any of the signings and you know he just he just does business business in, in February so um, I'm not sure but I think I think to get Sands back would be massive um, you know not only for the depth but. Also, we, we gained back a quality midfielder that we know who can play in our system. Um, and then, you know, we, we didn't get money for him uh, when we initially loaned him out uh, a year ago. So um, I think it, it could it could be a massive opportunity for NYCFC to to make profit off him in the summer if he does play well and comes comes back with us. But, um, yeah, it's, it's very, very concerning on how uh, we, we don't really don't have the team. And uh, Cushing, Cushing really hasn't come out and said, just like what Dyla said uh, a few years ago in 2021, I don't have the team to compete. It's kind of concerning uh, to me personally. Yeah, I, mean, I, I agree. Roddy? Um, Roddy? I, don't, I don't have anything. Go ahead. Oh. Uh, so uh, the back line, uh, what, this is the fourth preseason game, the fourth time that we played with a back four. Um, I do. I am in the camp that I do think that with or without Sands, I do believe that our best formation is probably to have a, a three center back with the wing backs, because um, that's what we had a lot of su- success with last year, and then as well as having success with it um, leading up to the MLS Cup championship in 21. Um, but we started with uh, Maxime on the right. I believe Maxime was on the right. Um, and then uh, Tilga Martin's on the left at the left center back. Um, and then the starters were Kevin O'Toole at left back. And Tavon Gray at right back, um, and then some of the substitutions that came in. We had uh, oh, Luis Barraza started in goal. Uh, uh, Matt Freeze came in at halftime for him. Uh, Tony Alfaro got a little bit of a run out. Um, he came on in the 63rd minute. Um, I didn't really, he- I didn't hear his name 
much on the uh, radio broadcast. I, I don't think he did anything of note. Um, Samuel Owusu came on for Tiago Martins at 77. Malti uh, came on at 63 for Kevin O'Toole. Um, and then uh, Micha Elenik made his debut with uh, NYCFC. Uh, he came on uh, at, at halftime. So he split the game with Tavon Gray. Um, which I'm super excited about because the, the quicker we can get him adjusted to MLS, uh, the quicker he can uh, start getting into starting 11s. Uh, Johnny Shore, Jonathan Shore came on for Alfredo at 76. Uh, Nico, Nicholas Benacazar came on for Justin Hack. Uh, doesn't say what time it was. Keaton Parks played the full 90. Um, Gabriel Segal came on for Thomas That's a promising Thomas sign. Huh? That's a promising sign. Keaton yeah, Parks yeah, Keaton being 90. on the 90 is, is definitely definitely re- really important because uh, he's going to have to do that pretty routinely, at least with the current makeup of the roster. Uh, Gabe Segal came on at 77 for Talos Magno. Johnny Dennis came on at 37 for for Jason. So like him only playing 37 minutes, like I didn't, obviously with us not being able to see it, we don't know if uh, if he picked up a knock or if it was planned. Um, so, so that's that's kind of unknown. And then Jonathan Jimenez, uh, JJ Jimenez came on for Tiago Andrade. Um, at 67. Um, and then uh, who, uh, John, Johnny Dennis was the one who came. Um, yeah, so uh, so three subs unused. Uh, Alex Rando, who's a third keeper, that's kind of expected. But uh, defender Clevis Haxari and Stephen Turnbull both didn't get any any time in the game today. Which, I mean, it's beca- I mean that's because I think everyone in the back line got subbed out. So I guess they were just the odd men out for this match. But let's, let's jump into it. Um, I mean, the goal, the first goal, Thiago Andrade, um, that was, it was a fantastic ball by, by Alfredo Morales over the top. Also fantastic uh, ball control for him to, uh, for Thiago Andrade to bring that ball down. And then for him to have the technical ability to loop that ball over the goalkeeper's head and bounce that thing right in the net, that was a really, really clean reception and finish. Um, that's kind of what we need from um, Thiago Andrade this year. We need him to show that he has a, the technical ability to thrive in, a, in the attacking system of NYCFC. Um, I think every now and again, he shows us a little glimpse of what he can do, but then it's followed by a lot of just like being a pace merchant. You know what I mean? Um, so it definitely... Yeah, no, uh, yeah, no, his, his chip was amazing. Also, I want to point out something about that clip. Um, it seems like he was in a very central position. And if I, if my ear, if my memory serves correctly and my ears don't deceive me, I could have sworn that I heard a lot of O'Toole to Talos Magno they might have been playing Talos Magno in the wing, and they might have been playing Thiago Andrade up top at the nine. They might have been. Uh, but but uh, we've seen what Andrade can do when he's, like, really locked in and when he uses all the, that amazing athleticism, like, in, in, like, in tandem with also his, his skill, because he is pretty decent on the ball. I mean, he's not spectacular on the ball. He's not going to wow you with any, like, skill moves or anything like that, but he's definitely got a Brazilian flair to him. And when he can, like, mix all that in, it's, like, it's, it's really nice to watch. And not only that, with this pace, it's a great combination. Yeah, the only thing that that, yeah. that alarms me about Thiago Andrade is that he is painfully right-footed only. Like he he avoids using his foot by all means. Would um, you say worse than Tati? Worse than Tati. I was no, watching, not worse. I, I was watching a, a, a preseason little fuck around video. Everybody probably watched it, and like the, the, all the Brazilians are like doing juggling and shit and passing the ball to each other in the air. And every single motherfucking touch that Thiago took was with his right foot. Like, he went out of his way to continuously just keep touching the ball with his right foot. He does not want to use his left. Um, 
But uh, and, and then once again on this this ball that he received, he receives it with the outside of his right foot. I mean, it's a great touch. And then he finishes it with his right, with his right foot. Um, so I mean, Rod, Roddy, what, what what do you did you get a chance to see the clip uh, on Twitter or anything of uh, Tiago Andrade's goal? Yeah, I was just rewatching it again. Um, I remember watching. I, there was there was another video that I saw, and it wasn't really clear. Um, but then I saw the the video um just recently that the club put out on Twitter. Um, and I remember you asking me earlier about like who my favorite current player is. I think I answered Andrade more so because that's that for me is my player to watch for this season. Um, because I now now he's at now he's at the level where he's like okay. Um, this right wing role or whichever wings, whichever side he's going to play on, that's his spot to lose, in my opinion. Um, so I think I, I made that choice more, more because I want to see more from him this season. Um, so it looks like he's kind of stepping up a little bit, um, and it, it was a really good goal. Um, Chip was a little bit kind of, a little bit high. For me, it was a little bit scary. I thought it was a little late. It was going over, but but yeah, it, it was good. Yeah, so we go up. We go up one zero. Um, I think we went into half one zero as well, right? We did. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then second yes. half. Uh, second half. It actually. So in the first half, I remember the uh, hearing the announcer say that there was um, there was uh, some issues between Chano and Barraza in the first half. Um, which I mean, thank God they put out the fire, but there was like they, they we kind of had like another self-inflicted issue in the back that could have that could have potentially led to a goal that they kind of uh, extinguished. Um, but uh, then in the second half, uh, a rather simple ball from the left flank comes across, um, which was kind of a it was a hopeful ball to uh, to Chicharito, um, and the ball bounces, and then uh, Maxime Chanot kind of just completely folds in half, thinking that. I guess he was gonna head like headed downwards or outwards. Or I don't. I mean, I really. You, I mean, you, unless you're Maxime Chanel, you can't understand what was going through his head in the moment. But he pretty much folds in half completely, bends down way too far, and the ball skips over his head perfectly onto the foot of Chicharito, who is. Uh, and then we have a we have a Kevin O'Toole backtracking. Kevin O'Toole did not think that ball was getting through. I mean, he definitely saw it out of his periphery that oh, this ball is coming through, but Chanel is gonna handle this right. And then all of a sudden he doesn't handle it, and then you see him like reaccelerate to like try to get a hand or something on Chicharito. And Chicharito, a, he's a quality player. He played for the Mexican national team. He takes a touch and, and just slots it. Uh, and then Freeze comes out, but Freeze is hung out to dry because he's caught between, he's caught in, in no man's land. Tries to slide down, get a paw out there, and it just it nestles into the side netting. Um, so that's one one. Uh, that's a, I would classify that as, as self inflicted. That was our own fuck up. We could have avoided that altogether. Yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I, I wouldn't like that. You can't like blame like Freeze for that goal or anything yeah. like that. I think even like the yeah, like, like the even like the most like experienced goalkeeper would probably have a difficult time, especially when you're not prepared for it, especially when it's an absolute gap on Chino's end. And you know, like Chino, like listen, Chino's, in my opinion, the first pick for captain this season without question. I think I, I think most will agree with that. Chino's a great player. I'm glad that we have him. I'm glad that we've been able to retain him for as long as we have. And I'm, I'm also glad to know that he's probably going to retire an NYCFC player. However, he is good for a gaff, a good, a funny gaff every now and then. Um, uh, sometimes not so funny, depending on the situation. Uh, I'm looking at you, 2019 Eastern Conference semifinal against Toronto before Mata went fucking full-blown moron on everybody, and which is why he's still persona non grata for me. 
Uh, but yeah, no, he's always he, he he's good for a gap a season and maybe a preseason too. So yeah, it was definitely a, I mean, I'm just glad it, a I'm, very bad error. I'm glad that the error came during preseason. It didn't cost us three points or two points or anything like that. I mean, get it, get it out of the way now. But it didn't even cost us a loss here. I know, but you'd ex- so. you know, the problem is is like with him being the the the, the heir to the to the captain throne ship. Um, and just being such a senior player, being around since 2016, like this isn't some like if this was Stephen Turnbull who's like 20 whatever, it's like oh, okay, like like he's learning the game, like he fucked up, but like this is like this, like this is our most senior member of the team making a very rudimentary mistake, like that's a little bit alarming, like it causes a little bit yep. of uneasiness. It was ugly. It was ugly. It wasn't a it wasn't a happy sight. Yeah, the most senior member of our team, like it's it's just it's it's tough. Uh, did yeah, you get that, a chance to see it, Ronnie? Defending, I would. Oh, Davi, you got it. Yeah, that that looked like something a ten year old me would do. You know, the, <laughs> the header. <laughs> yeah, I I I was watching it too, and I was like, "Why would you? You can't let the ball bounce there." I like I I I don't play. I'm not in any any kind of shape to actually play the game. Um, I haven't watched this sport in in I haven't watched sport all my life, but seeing that ball bounce in front of him, I was like, "You can't let that happen. Why would you let that happen?" Yeah, well, even, even like the bounce, if he just stands straight up, it probably hits him in the midsection, maybe the chest at most. But like with him bending down, it just went to, it, like I was like, why did he bend there? Like, what, like what was going through his head? Why did he? I would completely. I would much rather him control that with the chest and try yeah. to get out or just clear it. Right. I, I guess. I guess. I. I guess his reasoning would be that he was trying to like gear it for like a header and like head it out and like get it up the pitch like rather quickly. But he he misjudged it and went a little bit too low and then. Yeah, uh, it, it's like, you know, I can't speak to football, but I can speak to baseball. It's always like if you ever see a, uh, like a, a fly ball into the outfield, it's best to move back on it because it's always easier to move forward than it is to move backwards. And I would imagine the same uh, principle also applies for positioning your body when it comes to, uh, you know, the ball. You'd much rather it like bounce in front of you as opposed to, you know, getting behind you. And he misjudged it and let it roll over him, which is unique. And yeah, and Freeze was hung out to dry. It's funny because you, you look at the uh, the videos and the pictures of that of that instant of the goal, and like you see Chano just like wanting to kill himself afterwards. Like he was just like, he had his hands on his knees. He was like, that shit just happened. Was 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 I the only one that noticed there was a Red Bull can like right behind the goal? Yeah, you were the only one. <laughs> yeah. But like it, it reminded me of, uh, I mean, obviously different scenario because like, this is a preseason game. But uh, the, the the picture I keep posting of of Aurelian Collin with his like hands by his mouth after he let Talis Magno score that goal uh, against Philly in the Eastern Conference Final, where Aurelian yeah. Collin just I'm like, the, oh my god, that's the first I'm thing the, I thought of. I saw the pictures. Of I'm the same keeper that that, that uh, <laughs> we had in goal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Freezes in both pictures. Yeah. Uh, all right, and then obviously the, uh, the third goal. So, I mean, I, I want to talk about this third goal. And, and I, Christian, I, I, I saw we were kind of doing the same thing on Twitter. This freaking third goal was pretty, man. This goal was, yeah. like, this was like prime NYCFC pretty. Ball starts centrally with uh, with uh, Benacazar, I believe, right? Uh, well, the okay, so check this out. So it starts actually this. starts Greece with a massive long ball to John Dennis down the left flank. Okay. Massive ball. And and then uh, for, uh, Dennis kind of dances around uh, LA Galaxy defender, uh, shows like a little bit of skill, a little step overs, uh, squares the ball for Ben Alcazar, who is uh, kind of hovering beyond the 18. He's probably about 10 yards, uh, five yards or so removed from the 18. He uh, slips in 
uh, Ilinich down the uh, right flank. Ilinich delivers a very well paced, but the ball had it, it took a deflection it on the way deflection. in, but it was it had it had great pace on it. Gabe Siegel makes a great late run towards it, gets a foot on it, very good save by the keeper, bounces off the crossbar, hits the ground again, and John Dennis just crashes the net. Put, uses his body, doesn't put head the ball in, doesn't kick the ball in, uses his body to just force the ball in, knowing that he's onside. Yeah, all, so while, while, De, while Johnny Dennis was doing that, he, he almost got his freaking head taken off because the defender was trying to clear the ball at the same time that he was running towards it, so he, he almost caught like a boot in the face while doing this. So, I mean, definitely uh, leaving yeah. your body out there to uh, to go score that goal. Um, but yeah, it was a great, great play. I mean, that, that, if if that's what if that's what what we what we are to expect from NYCFC um, at the end of February against Nashville, then then I'm thrilled because the, both the goals that we scored were both from the run of play and both were pretty pretty good goals, pretty quality, yeah, high, no high quality goals. goals. No penalties, no corners, no nothing. Just yeah, and that's, straight that's run of play. About, that's what I was scared about the most was that like the first three preseason games, our our only goals were off of PKs and at PKs and yeah. a corner kick and a short corner kick. So like. I was like, can we please score from the runner play, please? Like, like, show me that we can still play soccer. Uh, Roddy, did you get a chance to see the third goal? Yeah, and I was just watching it again here. Um, and yeah, like you, like you said, he he literally put his body on the line to score that. Um, so, and and for for kid who's just coming in, um, and I just saw also congratulations to him getting his call up to the Honduras national team. Uh, um, so. Yeah, so um, I, I'd say yeah. If 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 we're gonna have people who have balls like that to to do things like that, then I'm not I'm not too worried. Still a little bit concerned, but not 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 extremely worried. That's one of my way, Den- seeing a. What's up, Dobby? Talk to me. By the way, De- uh, Dennis is 25 years old. I found this out last night. He's 25 years old. Yeah, yeah, he's getting a little older, and he hasn't really played too much MLS ball. But you know what? Listen. Better late than never. And also, if he has enough talent to be here, then then so be it. And also, that was going to be my next point. Like, uh, like maybe it, it could be like the front office's idea that maybe there is some good, decent talent that has been cultivated through this two team and has been cultivated through this academy that are ready to take that next step in. And also, you know, just as an aside, I loved Siegel's run there. I thought his football IQ in that in that moment, like, like, like that run, that positioning, it was was great, and and it didn't end up on, like as a goal for him. But you know, like I mean, like even if you think back to Tati, you know, Tati, I think what made him so good, he was a Tati, and we and we saw it with Girona today. Tati's a volume shooter. He's not a clinical goal scorer in the way that, like, okay, if he's one on one with the keeper, you know, it's in. But Tati just constantly peppers the shot uh, peppers the you know the goal with attempts and is and let will score about probably about half the time maybe 60 percent of the time um he's not like he's not clinical in the way like the topic video was clinical um uh but but like you know if Siegel can have that kind of grit about him and and just be able to get into the right positions and get enough attempts to like enough cracks at it if that runs anything, obviously it's a preseason game. I don't want to overreact, but I mean, that's what this preseason's for. It's to see what kids got. And listen, he was being scouted by the Bundesliga before this, and you know it didn't pan out for him. You know he, he but I mean, he didn't also he also didn't have much of a chance. He only had six months. It's not a long time. 
And if anybody remembers Tati's first six months with NYCFC, it was pretty much a fucking disaster class. He, uh, granted, he was being used at a position on the wing a lot, but, you know, still, I mean, like, like he wasn't very impressed in his first six months. So maybe there's hope for him. Yeah, I mean, it just, uh, like, the, like, the whole concept of us wanting to play our kids, like, we kind of have to realize that maybe some of them aren't, like, actual kids. Like, 25 is, like, like he's... I mean, he's at the point where he probably doesn't have a, a move in him overseas. He's probably going to be potentially an MLS uh, little lifer. Um, but uh, definitely, yeah, I mean, it's, it's good to show that uh, this, this NYCFC 2 MLS next is, uh, is going to help uh, get people ready for the next level to help us contribute with the senior team. Um, and then obviously, uh, so t- uh, the game ended 2-1, uh, but not without some late game theatrics. Uh Pretty much right. At, I mean, like ten minutes after after the goal is scored, uh, to go up two one. I mean, I, I still haven't seen a replay of, of the foul in question, but uh, LAFC is or LA sorry LA Galaxy is uh, pushing for the for the, for the equalizer. Gets taken down in the box, and uh, and they send uh, Douglas Costa up to uh, to convert. Um, I've seen three angles of the of the PK. Um, the, the last one I saw was probably the best angle. I'm, I, I'm one of those I'm one of those sickos that uh, that does like the slow mo replay to see to see every little thing I can see, um, and uh, it looks like uh, uh, Fre- uh, Mr. Freeze telegraphed the shit out of it. Um, he was already leaning, he was already initiating and leaning going to his left before the uh, ball was even struck. Uh, the ball was hit at a perfect height for a goalkeeper to make a save. Um, he didn't have to. He didn't. He didn't have to stay low. He didn't have to go up for ninety. He just had to go lateral and just get big and get long. Um, and made a really clutch save to keep to keep a, keep the score at two one and to get out of there with a with a win. Now I know a, a lot of people are in the camp that MLS results don't matter. Preseason results don't matter in MLS. But uh, but I'm firmly in the camp that that uh, winning is contagious, losing is contagious, and if you do one or the other too much, it kind of finds it find a way to metastasize itself and and keeps the, the streak going. So if we can get a win here, and then roll into this Coachella and, and get 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 some favorable results against uh, the newcomer St. Louis City. Uh, I'm assuming our B squad is going to play against San Diego Loyal and then uh, against the uh, Portland Timbers. First game playing against them since the 2021 MLS Cup Championship. But if we can find a way to get get some wins here, then then I think we feel pretty good going into the the Nashville game. Um, so, but what do you guys think of uh, of Mr. Freeze making that making that clutch save at the at the end of the match? Not only the penalty, apparently he also had a nice save before that. I remember hearing like the radio like uh, broadcast and uh, the LA Galaxy radio announcer like praise like like look. I mean, he's a home announcer, so he's not going to go out of his way. But he was like, "Really nice save by Freeze." Like like, like apparently like it was like he, he made like he made some big stops. So I mean, listen, I've been saying since we brought him in, Barraza season's over <laughs> as quickly as it ended. Uh, Matt Freeze, with as much money as NYCFC have tied up uh, tied up into him, and um, for as highly regarded as he comes, I think Matt Freeze is going to be our number one this year. Uh, which is funny, considering he's wearing forty nine this season. <laughs> Very interesting no- number choice. But um, no, I-, I think Freeze, like, like obviously he's good at stopping shots. Because like, was it the best penalty from Costa? No. Uh, uh, but it's still a very good save, and he made himself very big, and it was a very good weight for it too, because it was a well placed penalty. I mean, like like Douglas Cost did rifle the shit out of it. It had it had pace on it, and if you, and if you're even like it's like that, like if you're even like a, 
like a half, like a quarter of a step behind. That that that's in the back of the net. So for him to be prepared and up for the occasion, there. I mean, yes, it's preseason, but uh, on the road, uh, on the West Coast, big deal for me personally. Yeah. So obviously, I I trust Robert Tugin. Um, I, I uh, he's been around this club since inception. Um, and I think he's I think he's done really well uh, grooming the the goalkeepers that we've had, but. Just me from uh, being a goalie trainer, um, like I te- you teach the goalies that uh, left-footed players usually have the uh, the, the swag and, and confidence to to uh, go across the body um, with uh, with PKs, and usually right-footed players tend to uh, play it safe and open up their hips. Um, so I mean, I guess I guess this this, this one rang true because uh, Costa Costa is a lefty and he went to the the goalkeeper's left. Um, kind of just like his career, not very good. <laughs> Roddy, what do you what do you think about uh, the the, the uh, this is the second match for Mister Freeze uh, in goal? What do what do you think about mm. about his pers- Well, I mean, if 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 I'm hearing right, it looks like he 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 kind of saved the game there at the end. Um, so um, he's definitely making a case, like like Christian said, he's definitely making a case for for being the number one keeper. Um, you know, I, I I I still thought you know even even after he signed him and, and yes of course he signed him for a bunch of whatever that MLS money I think it was seven fifty Tam yeah yeah um uh, I I still had a little bit of reservation because I knew for a fact that you know Barraza given not not just seniority but like um. I, I would say some of his performances um, did kind of deserve a little bit of recognition. I, I would say, but um, <clears throat> I would say probably after this after this game, um, he has a lot of competition. At least there's competition for that for that uh, number one uh, spot. And um, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, and I definitely think we w- we would feel differently uh, right now if um, if we woke up if you, if we woke up today and it was a two two draw rather than a two one victory. I think that that save at the end really energized. Um, I think that you see, if you see that our, our team it, it energized the boys because you if you see after he makes a save they all run over to him and they're like trying to congratulate him and even he in the moment is like guys fuck like it's a corner kick like we need to get set up like fucking fuck off we'll celebrate later we need to defend this corner kick just well, like a regular season game too <laughs> yeah. yeah and also to be fair to Barraza listen Barraza's a solid hand he's a he's a solid hand but the thing is when you're talking about your goalkeeper like your starting goalkeeper. Like on a team like NYCFC, who's won a championship, who's part of a very huge umbrella, probably the biggest umbrella in, in football, and you know, it, it, and as a team that's constantly in like 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 a contender for silverware, uh, you want a guy who's going to show up in the big moments. And like right now, I don't know if Baraz is capable of that yet. I mean, Matt Freeze gave gave us like you know he gave us a game in that Eastern Eastern Conference final a few years ago. He was he was not an easy goalkeeper to, to to play against and you know and philly had a very gutsy performance himself included and from like i said in the last pod you know from from all the words that i've heard you know if andre blake wasn't the best goalkeeper in, in mls you know a, a freeze would easily be the starter or probably start on most mls teams uh he's he, he's good enough to do that and you know, I'm still open to Barraza. I know, I know that's Davi's boy. I know Davi's boy is Barraza. I know he's full on Barraza season. But you know, like I, I, 
I, I, I don't know. I haven't, you know, maybe he's done enough, you know, and maybe he will get the call. But, you know, I, I don't think Freeze left Philly, Philadelphia, you know, like one backup situation to be a backup again. I don't think that that's what his intentions were. And um, yeah, I don't think that's the club's intentions either. Davi, what's your opinion? I don't know. Talk to me. Now, if he could do that against Philly in a, in a conference championship, he can be my keeper, 100%. 100% he can be my keeper. Okay. If, he, if, he could, if he could pull off like uh, what John McCarthy did in the final, make him a fucking starter. For, for now, I'm still... All right, this this is uh, opened up like all right. Maybe we should go freeze, but I'm still I'd still roll out Barraza game one, um, see a few games and and you know if uh, I'll give Matt Freeze like his his fair share of starts and here and here and there and I'd probably I don't, I don't know if um, this is a good formula or not, but I'd probably swap keepers. You know, probably start Barraza one game, then start freeze the other, and then based off those performances, I'd go uh, I'd go with the best best uh, pair of hands and golf. Well, here's why this is a good situation for NYCFC, because we've only had two starting goalkeepers, two true starting goalkeepers in the history of our club. We had Josh Saunders, and then now we had Sean Johnson for the past five, six seasons. Saunders. Jesus Christ. Um, but now I think that having these two guys push each other to, to really claim, lay their claim to the starting spot is only going to benefit NYCFC. Because... Uh, uh, Sean Johnson had really had nobody, bar, like he had nobody behind him. Like I mean, we we sent off, uh, we, we I mean, we sent off Brad Stuver because he couldn't he couldn't beat out Sean Johnson. And what does Brad Stuver do? Brad Stuver has one of the worst seasons ever with with Austin FC in the first season. But then then they build up that team a little more, and then now they're in the Western Conference Finals. So I mean, and Brad Stuver's been a career backup with the club. Actually, crew actually, and, that 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 first season with Austin, Brad Stuver is one of the few like pencils and starters for the yeah. next season. Um, yeah, but, he was he was actually like their star of the team. Yeah, FMC. yeah, but, yeah. He was very good for them. But he was someone yeah. who couldn't get, who couldn't break into the lineup with NYCFC. He couldn't break into the lineup with Columbus Crew before us. Um, he's been a, a journeyman that's kind of bounced around the league a little bit, and then now finally in like year ten, or, we actually we actually scored four goals on Brad Stewart in twenty sixteen that that final game. <laughs> <laughs> so, but now we have we have Matt Freese and we have uh, Luis Barraza, and I feel like. Over the course of this preseason, like with the uh, he, this is uh, this is Freeze's second game, and then he's going to have at least two more games, if not two and a half, like uh, if he gets any time in the second game against the San Diego Loyal. Um, but th- these guys are going to push each other now. Like, they, like this is a competition. This is like pretend like you're American football and you're going in and you have a quarterback controversy, and, and these guys are trying to fight it out and duke it out for who's going to be QB one. Well, we have a controversy for GK one. Like, we, we who's going to who's going to be the guy? Who's going to keep us in games? Who's going to win us games? Um, and yeah, like, so yeah, uh, Matt Freese gets, is going to get all the, the, the acclaim for making the PK save. Um, but he did concede a goal. Granted, he was hung out to dry by his defense this past game, but Barraza did keep a clean sheet in the first half. Didn't let it go. Didn't, didn't allow a goal in the first half. So like, iron, it's going to be a dog fight. Iron sharp iron. Yeah. It's going to be a dog fight for who, for who's the GQ, GK one. Um, one thing but, I would say though, and, 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 and I was just, I was going to say that just the same thing too, but, um, Whatever you choose, you're gonna have to be confident with that decision because goalkeeper is usually not a position that you rotate throughout the season, unless you're playing, um, you know, other competitions. Like now, I don't know what their plans is are for. I know their plans are for Open Cup or or any other competition that we're gonna be. I think isn't it, isn't there some other thing we're gonna yeah, gonna League's be? Cup, League's Cup, League's Cup. 
So maybe th those would be competitions you would see whoever doesn't get chosen um, to play. But, um, you know, like you said, it, it's, it's a good problem to have. It's one of those good problems to have when you, when you have like two solid goalkeepers and you're still trying to figure out, okay, who's number one because they're, they're, they're both making a statement. Or Cody Mizell. Yeah, well, no. So here's the here's the thing with Cody Mizell. Cody Mizell is going to be getting some time with NYCFC too now because he wasn't really getting time like that because Barraza was was getting a lot of the time with NYCFC too. So now because we're going to have now uh, uh, Freeze and Barraza are going to be the two goalkeepers with the first team, and then now it's going to be uh, Mizell and uh, and the, the the young boy. Uh, what the hell is his name? Uh, Alex Rando are going to be the guys getting time with. Uh, with the uh, NYCFC too, um, and then also, I mean, I guess whoever whoever doesn't get the starting position with the first team will also probably get some minutes with the second team. But let's move on. Um, so the next talking point is uh, to discuss the second NYCFC preseason press conference that happened. I believe it was like Wednesday or Thursday, or right? Do you something know? like that. It happened a lot. Yeah. Some, sometime during the week. Um, so during that press conference, uh, Nick Cushing, uh, was, the people who were available was Nick Cushing, Alfredo Morales, and was it Keaton or Justin? Keaton Park. I think Keaton Parks. I think Justin. I think no, both. No, no, I think I think Keaton. I, I think I think Keaton Parks was available for the one before. And I think Justin Hawk was available for this one, but I, I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 it was Hack. It was Hack this, this week. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So in, 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 in the press conference, uh, Nick Cushing talks about how he doesn't foresee uh, foresee deploying Matias Pellegrini at a central position. He, he sees him playing as as one of the wingers. Um, so that was that, that came out. I mean, granted, I mean, can we do, do we have full, full like, is he just putting bullshit out there just to answer? Is he being truthful? Is he trying not to let people catch on too much about what he has going on? You can speculate either way. Um, what do you, what do you what do you guys think about that comment that he doesn't see Pellegrini playing central? Well, he did, well, he didn't start him last night, so uh, probably doesn't rate him. Silence, <laughs> Christian Roddy. I, I was I was gonna say um, I, I I did read something um, I think when they when they re-signed him, um, saying that they, they they were they were happy to re-sign him. And I think they do see something in him. Um, I think one thing that um, I would look for him is uh, how versatile he is, because I think I read that he's good on either side. So whichever side he plays on, um, I want to, I, I, I would like to see like what he can contribute. Um, uh, because he didn't, he didn't get, he didn't get much opportunity last year. Um, so I want, I want to see a little bit more from him this year. Uh, uh, so, so sorry for my silence. I actually had to run away from my phone for a second. Um, uh, uh, so with Pellegrini, um, I mean, listen, I don't think, like, like I don't think NYCFC went through the trouble to claim him again, just to have him kind of, you know, just. You know, mope, like just like kind of low around. I do think that you know there are. I, I do think we see him during the season. 
I do, I do think that Cushing probably likes him. I, I do think that Cushing is being truthful when he says that he's probably better on either wing and not so much down the middle. But then again, I mean, so, you know, like he's trying to look for this tactical flexibility, right? That's what, that's something that he like really touched upon, like in this, uh, in, in this, um, in this press conference, he said he wants, you know, you know, to be fluid when it comes to tactics for the season. So, you know, he's, you know, like he's obviously considering three in the back. He's looking at four in the back right now, has been since the preseason started. Uh, as far as the three back system is concerned, I mean, like if you're playing a four, three, three, this team is definitely going to need a 10. And, you know, I'm not too sure how like these new negotiations with Santi Rodriguez are going. I, I can't really speak to it. I know he just got announced as, a Montevideo Torque player. No, he, but, he played uh, in the game say, today for Montevideo City. Yeah, yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's, that he's not going he to He scored and got sent off today. He what? Oh, he well. scored and got sent off today. No shit. Are you serious? <laughs> uh, that's, uh, apparently, that's what, um, that's what someone told me. I, I, I read that off a of group chat. Hold on. Uh, apparently, uh, they said Santi scored and he got uh, a red card today. No, no. Yeah, I'm seeing it on their on their Twitter. Yeah, he got it. He got a red. He scored a, um, he scored a yeah. Wait, wow. He scored a PK, and he got sent off in ninety plus eight. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fucking thing to do. Well, he scored at seventy five and got sent off at ninety plus eight. <laughs> What, 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 let's assume that Santi doesn't have any. What, what, what isn't? What, let's just assume, what, what, let's just say that he's not coming back. Let's just say that. Well, uh, and let's say that he's going to become part of like like, like fully integrated into the Montevideo Monte uh, City Torque system. Uh, with the four back, I do think you need a ten. But then again, if you're running the three four three, really no need for one because uh, because th th there's really not that like you have like one six and one eight in the middle two wing backs and two wingers and a striker up top. So, I mean, like, I still think that that's probably the system that he should probably pivot to. I'm kind of surprised that we haven't seen it yet. Because, like, like in this preseason, everything's been listed as being a 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1 or some variation of which. Um, I, I don't know what Cushing's deal is right now. Like, I, I really don't know what the plan is because I also because we're also not privy to anybody who they might be negotiating with. We, uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to talk about Kufre momentarily, um, and you know, like, but you know, outside of that, you know, I really don't know like who this club wants right now and like what what they're looking for because I mean, I do see several holes that need to be plugged, but uh, with who? Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping I'm hoping that we have some more reinforcements on the way. I don't think that the roster, the way it is, has enough depth to 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 really be super competitive throughout an MLS season. Um, but I, I still can't wrap my head around that fucking <laughs> Santi. So I'm looking at the match stuff. So Santi scores a PK in 75 to go up 1-0. Uh, Montevideo City Torque concedes uh, just a goal from the run of play at 90 plus 6, and then he gets sent off with a straight red card at 90, po 90 plus 8. So not even a double yellow red, a straight red at, not, at two minutes after they conceded to, to tie up the game. He must have, like... He must have gotten into like a violent confrontation <laughs> with somebody. I want to see a video. I need, I need to see, someone. I need to see video evidence because that's fucking hysterical. All right. Um, yeah. So I mean, the press conference. Also in the press conference, um, they, they talked to Justin Hack and and Keaton about their about their positioning, their roles. Um, 
Justin says, like, oh, I can play the six and the eight, uh, but I'd really rather play the six. And Keaton's like, oh, I can play the eight or I can play the ten. And and, and, it was, and like, you kind of read through the lines. Like, he, like he, I, don't, I don't think he really feels comfortable playing in that advanced role. I think that he feels very comfortable playing the box-to-box. Um, and that's why the, the with NYCFC recently in the past four or five years, there's been a very fluid relationship between the six, the eight, and the ten because they know – the roles and responsibilities of the position, like, okay, the six stays back and is the destroyer. The eight goes everywhere, box to box, and the 10 just kind of is in charge of being the, the advanced playmaker. Um, but now with us not having a true 10 in the roster, it kind of, and now with deploying Alfredo, Justin, and Keaton at the same time, it kind of creates like an interesting paradigm where it's like, okay, who's in charge of passing, making the line splitting passes and who's, who's in charge of getting forward so much that they get into the box. And, it's definitely something that I think is going to be getting worked out a lot over the course of this past game versus uh, the Galaxy and versus St. Louis City, uh, San Diego Loyal, and uh, and Portland. Um, but I'm definitely uh, I'm cautiously optimistic at the current moment with the direction that the roster is heading. Uh, every every two every what is it now? Every two weeks we get a little, or every week just about now we've been getting a little signing, a little teaser teaser signing. Uh, let's jump. Let's let's par that parlay that right into uh, the uh, most recent member of NYCFC, uh, Brian Kufre, signed officially on a Friday news dump, which is seems to be the uh, the way that NYCFC is going about this off season that they make us wait all freaking week to uh, to have a player announced. So how do we how do we feel about Brian Kufre? Oh, I, I, I like him. Uh, he, he looks really, really good. Uh, we kind of talked about it in the space uh, last night, like for briefly. But uh, he, I mean, he was once like one of the most highly touted prospects out of South America at large. You know, just going back, you know, a few years ago. Uh, you know, he hasn't realized that potential yet. He's starting to get into the early years of his prime. He's 26 right now. He's playing for Mallorca. Well, he, well, technically, he's still a member of Mallorca. We got him on loan with a. With a uh, with with an option to buy at the end of the uh, at the end of the loan for two million, which I think is a very very good price. And uh, I, I've looked at you know I've looked at some of the kids' tape, and he he seems to have some size on him. He seems to be quick. Seems good with the ball at his feet. Has a good left peg. Seems to like 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 you know like be good at delivering the ball into the box. Also, even has a little bit of a shot on him. So I mean, I, I like the move. Uh, as you know, as I've already iterated on several occasions, I do not rate Gloucester. Uh, I mean, well, we don't even have to talk about Gloucester. We've already had this conversation. We don't have to talk about Gloucester. We already know what we're getting with him. Uh, Amundsen, uh, is eh, he's meh, he's, he, he's mid, you know, it's the battle of mid and Kevin O'Toole's not a left back. I do like Kevin O'Toole, but he's, 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 he's not going to offer you much defensively. So to bring in a player, a, a legitimate two-way left back, um, who who I can see slotting into like a wing back role, easy. Uh, it is. I, I think that's a good good pickup. I think it, you know, it definitely adds our options. It allows Kevin O'Toole if he gets minutes this season to play in a more advanced role, which I think and also and also for the for the for the value that we got him at, that's that's a very good deal. Yeah, so let's go over yeah, this guy real quick before we get uh, Roddy's input on on uh, Kufre. But so he just turned twenty six. His birthday is December fifteenth, so he's he's about three months into into being twenty six, which is an advanced age for for a footballer. Uh, I mean, so he's 
he probably has one big contract left left in him um, before. I mean, his playing days are probably going to be uh, numbered at some point. Um, he is a left-footed left back, um, and as per transfer market, um, he his primary position is left back, but he can play left midfield or left winger. Um, so I mean, pretty much anywhere down the left flank, he's comfortable. Uh, his contract with NYCFC expires uh, December thirty first, twenty twenty three. So at the very end of twenty three. And his contract with Mallorca expires June thirtieth, twenty four. Um, so I, I think, but someone correct me if I'm wrong. Does his does his loan have an option to buy at the end? I, I do believe yeah, so. I think it's like two million. million. Okay, so here's another thing with his million, value. Back in December of nineteen, he was a five million euro value when he was playing with Velez Sarsfield. And then pretty much ever since yep. 19, his value has progressively gone down, and it is now currently at 1.2 million euros. So he's lost almost $4 million of value over the past 20, uh, four years. Uh, so, I mean, I, to me, that tells me that he's either not getting playing time or he's not producing with the playing time that he's being given. Now, if I look at FB Ref and look at his statistics from his uh, senior from his senior team, I'm seeing that uh, he starts a decent amount of games uh, for all the teams he's played for. He was at one, two, three, four. He was at uh, he was at Velez Sarsfield for five seasons, and then this was his. That he's in the middle of his third season, or not? He's in the beginning of his third season with Mallorca. Oh wait, sorry, he was with Malaga in between Mallorca. He he left Mallorca, went to Malaga, and then now is back at Mallorca. Um, he only he has ten thousand minutes under his belt, um, one hundred and thirty nine matches played, one hundred and fourteen starts, uh, four goals, eight assists, twelve goals plus assists in 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 seven seasons. I mean that's not that's not phenomenal, right? I mean am I am I, am I by any means, am I am I stretching that to not be phenomenal? It's, it's not phenomenal, but I mean, you also have to take into account it is a South American player moving to Europe into a much more competitive league, if arguably the second best league in the world. And Mallorca is not a very good team. They haven't been historically. They well, didn't just Ma, 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 off the uh, well, at that, well, at that point when he arrived at Malaga, Malaga was already in the second division. They were they were like languishing down there. Yes. Um, yeah, and, and I think Mallorca didn't get promoted up until this year. 2019, if I'm correct, until La Liga, so he and, and they've been time. holding on for dear life. Well, this is his this is his first yeah. season with Mallorca in the La Liga. His his back in 2020, 2021, when he was at Mallorca, they were in the second division of Spain. Oh, okay, yeah. so, uh, so, so they got promoted again. So, so I mean, okay, so one way to look at it is he's a consistent starter on a team that was able to get from Segunda División back into, you know, back into. Well, Liga, you know, yeah, the top flight. So, I mean, you know, you can look at it that way. That's how I would have looked at it. Now, listen, uh, like, it, like, like, I mean, 12 goals as a left back is a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of goals as a full. No, goals plus assists. So maybe he's de- – oh, goals plus assists? Good contributions. Well, okay. Four goals, eight assists. Okay, so – okay. So even so, the, the, the level of play in MLS is going to be significantly lower than it is in La Liga. Like, like that's just an objective fact. There's no, there's no point in even arguing with that. Uh, and, you know, the defenses that he's going to be going up against aren't going to be as good. And also, he, he uh, you know, I, I did some, some of my research on my own. He uh, he excelled at Velez, you know, which is why he became such a highly touted prospect to begin with. Yeah. Uh, it's, and 
I would say the Argentinian league is definitely a step above MLS in terms of quality overall, like especially the top half of the table. When you're talking about teams like Velez and, you know, Boca Juniors and River Plate, uh, you know, teams like that would walk through MLS and probably concede like four goals a year. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I, I, I think it's a good signing and I think it's the perfect kind of signing. It, it, it's kind of like a Talos Magno idea where like Talos Magno was a highly touted prospect, but then fell, you know, victory to circumstance through injury. Uh, whereas, you know, a player like Brian Kufre has been, you know, was highly touted, went to a second division team, then another second division team, you know, who has been basically hanging on for dear life in La Liga for at least the last two seasons. And yeah, I mean, that's, it doesn't sound like a bad deal to me, especially with a 2 million buy-on clause. Well, my only problem is, is that, so he was with Malaga, Malaga, am I saying that right? Malaga? Um, they were, Malaga. In, they were in the second no, division of Spain. Malaga. 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 Um, he was in the second division of Spain. He played 25 matches, started 14, 1,500 minutes, zero goals, zero assists. That was just, that was just, that was, that was when he was 24. That was in 2021, 22. 1,500 minutes, zero goals, zero assists in the second division. How many minutes? 1,500. Okay, so solid, solid amount. Yeah, I mean, and that's in the second division. I mean, but this is this is a defensive player that we are talking about. I thought he was more of an attacking fullback. I didn't think he was a. I didn't think he was like a Tavon. Well, I mean, he has the ability to attack. He's yeah. He he has the ability to attack. He's good with the ball at his feet and everything like that. But I mean, at the same time, he's a defensive player. And also, like we said before, this team does need some defensive uh, showing up. So. Yeah, but is but is left back the position that we need the most? Like, I mean, I understand that we're not sold on. I'm not sold on Kevin O'Toole by whatsoever. I, I don't. I think that he's a good utility player, but I don't think he's an MLS starter at the current moment. Um, a multi a months in, I I agree. He's uh, he's mid. Uh, he's he's just an average MLS starter. He does, he's not going to wow you, but he'll he'll do his job pretty adequately. Not he's not going to thrill you or anything. And then Chris Gloucester is. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm still, I'm still perplexed as to how he's still uh, employed as a professional so soccer player. Less spoken about it. Um, but uh, so here's one last thing before I, I pass off to Roddy to hear his. his um, here's one thing, one little nugget to keep in the back of your mind as we uh, as we commence with uh, the Brian Kufre experiment at left back. Um, is in seven seasons of professional soccer, he has accumulated 26 yellow cards and five red cards. That is almost a red card a season. So that is something to keep an eye on. I'm fine with that. Because um, we we have enough guys. Roddy, who, what do you think? We, we have enough guys who who are a little bit a uh, little bit. They're they're like a walking yellow card and a walking red card. So, Chano uh, is keeping his streak of uh, well, pretty much getting a red card every year that he's been with us almost. But uh, but yeah. Uh, so Roddy, what, what do you think about this uh, Brian Kufre? Uh, that's one of the risks of. Of playing the position, yeah, but um, you, you you had a question earlier: is if, if left back is is a is an area of need? I would probably say right back is probably a bit more concerning for me because I can only think of two players right now: that's Lenich and and Gray. Um, I don't know who else can play right back on on this roster. At least the roster in my head right now, I can't think of anyone else. Jason. Um, 
Yeah, Jason, yeah, yeah, Jason could play. Yeah, yeah. I I think I think they, they try to play him a little bit more forward though, but um, but yeah, he can he can probably get get a spot back here too. Um in terms of you know, left backs and right backs contributing to like goals and assists, I'm not too concerned about um defenders scoring goals. Um wing backs they can contribute from time to time if if if, if they want to get an assist, sure. Um, but I think as a as a defender, your primary goal is to defend. Um, so it'll be interesting to see like what what his numbers look like in terms of his defensive stats. Like, um, does he do does he do well with with tracking runners back? Does he do well with um, like defending one on one? Um, how well is he defending wing- wingers? Um, and you know, if if he does get advanced um, in, into say the, the midfield or even into the final third, um, how well is he when when it comes to recovering um, to 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 get back into a defensive position? Um, those would be things that I'll probably be more looking at more when it comes to defenders. Um, whether as a center back or a wing back or or, or full back, um, so I'm not too concerned about his goal tally or his assist tally um, because I think I think there's enough um, in the front line and maybe in the midfield at least for 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 what it for what it's worth there, there should be enough to 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 have some kind of creation there. Um, so I want I want to see how well he does defensively. Um so that's what I'll be looking out for from him. Um but from what it looks like he he seems like again, like Christian said, he's highly touted. Um he has a lot of experience playing um in Argentina and in, in, in Spain. So hopefully um he can uh you know let that experience show well here. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I mean, we're we're hopeful. I mean, we're we're, we're hopeful that uh, that he's going to come in and cement this uh, this left back spot and and help provide a little bit of offense uh, that we haven't typically seen from the left back position since the departure of Gudi Thorarinson. Um, I'm kind of. Uh, I'm kind of hopeful that uh, that that Kufre and Elenik are going to be like. I mean, I don't don't jump down my throat here, but I I feel like I hope that they can be like Matarita and Tinnerholm 2.0, attacking fullbacks who are not afraid to get forward, conserving quality balls to Talos Magno or whoever else is playing up top, Tiago Andrade. Um, I hope that they can make overlapping runs, kind of similarly to how uh, what Elenik the the run that Elenik made to to get the. I guess you would call it secondary assist off of the goal against the, the Galaxy yesterday. Minus the... Yeah. Mi- minus the penalty. Yes. Minus, <laughs> minus the stupid decisions in the box during a, yes. A, yes. during the most important match of the season. Yes, um, I agree. Um, but, I mean, it, it also it, it provides someone, uh, hopefully that has a level of maturity because you look at the, you look at the left back and Malti is, Malti is youngish. Is, is he under 25? Is he 23? How old is Malti? I, mean, no, I think he's like 24. Like yeah, so Malti's young. Malti's youngish. Um, O'Toole's very young, not very young, but he's he's just grad, he's like two, what two years out of college now. 
Um, so, uh, I mean, it hopefully provides just some senior, uh, senior strength in, in, the, in the back, uh, back line. Um, but once again, I hope that we still have some uh, some signings coming in. But I'm excited to see Kufre, um come in and see how he fits in with the squad. I, just like I was very pleasantly surprised in how um, Elenik did with his first uh, first NYCFC preseason action uh, yesterday. Um, all right, so the, the last thing that I wanted to speak on real quick before we kind of uh, depart and and, uh, and go our own ways is uh, <laughs> by the way, uh, uh, by the way, I'll give my answer really quick and then I got to head out. Okay. All right, yeah. So I, I just I, I want everyone's opinion on the uh, the uh, RBNJ uh, kit leak that happened this week. It's it's hideous. <laughs> it's, it's gross. Yeah, listen, okay, yes, it's not white and blue like I thought it was. It did look like it from that picture. Then I saw another picture. It's definitely yellow. It, 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 I was talking to a Red Bull fan about it. Has it. Like, blue okay, blotches it's not white on and blue. blue. But, it, but huh? It has blue blotches on the on the white. There's blue uh, blotches. Are we talking about the Red yeah, Bull kit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, well, it has blue blotches on yellow. It's oh. yellow. The kit is yellow. It, it's hideous. It's, it, it, it looks like it looks like red. It looks like actual like Red Bull. Like if you were to dump it out into like a, a clear cup <laughs> or something like that, and like, like that, that's what it looks like. It that, looks that's like not Red Bull. That was at that point. <laughs> well, Red Bull, Red Bull is fucking gross, and if you like Red Bull, you're weird. But I mean, uh, like no, it, it, it's it's hard. Um, I, I gotta go, guys. Though, but um, yeah, no, uh, I'll catch you guys next week. All right, peace. Come on. All right, guys. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I had to talk about. I mean, I'm, I'm super. I'm definitely more excited now after the two-one victory last night than I would have been if it, if we came away with another fucking draw. Um, I'm excited for. Uh, and we score from open. If we yeah, score from open, open play, play yeah, twice, right. scoring from the open play is, is huge. Um, we can't. You can't keep going to the well with scoring off of uh, off of PKs. It's not. That's not sustainable. Um, definitely pumped for the Coachella Valley Invitational. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not pumped about the fact that I don't think it's going to be, um, I don't think we're going to have video access again. I think it's going to be something very similar to what we just experienced with this preseason scrimmage that we're going to have to listen on the radio and kind of maybe potentially get, uh, some fan footage of, of goals being scored until the next day when, uh, NYCFC releases the video of the goals being scored. Uh, but I hope we I hope we do well, um, and I hope I hope maybe we get a I hope this week we get a new signing. Uh, maybe on maybe on a. I mean, because real because realistically, all you need is like a signing or two in the positions of need, and then bang, you're, you're a contender again. Yeah, that is true. Sorry, I just, I just saw I saw um uh what's its name what's his name Will Forbes formerly MLS transfers I think now he's like MLS moves now. Yeah. Um. Oh, he yeah. said twelve. Yeah. So yeah, I forgot we didn't even get into the Twitter shit, but uh, I took a screenshot of it. Let me hold on. Let me pull it up. And NYCFC, I mean, they, he should know that NYCFC Twitter. We fucking we save receipts, man. Like we don't forget when someone's wronged us. So Will, yeah. Will Forbes has got Toronto winning the East, Philly coming in second, Columbus in third, Inter fucking Miami in fourth, Orlando City in fifth, Red Bull New Jersey in sixth. Cincy in seven, after Cincy had a great season, he's in seven. Atlanta in eight. Atlanta doesn't have a striker. What the fuck are you talking about? Charlotte at nine. New England at ten. Well, they, 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 they did sign someone uh, uh, recently. Yeah. Nashville at 11. Yeah. NYCFC at 12. DC at 13. Chicago at 14. Montreal at 15. He has Montreal at 15. Yeah, granted, Montreal lost their coach and a few important players, but they still have a pretty good nucleus there. 
I mean, yeah. I understand DC and Chicago being that low because they are an absolute dumpster fire. But like, why are we mm. that low? Um, why is Cincy at seven? Why are the Red Bulls that high? Like, I don't. And why is Toronto winning the East? <laughs> why, why is Why is Miami fourth? Why is Miami fourth? <laughs> Oh man, Will. Uh, the funny part is, is we're gonna have Will on the podcast soon. I think um, maybe we, he can, he can. Uh, the actual stand, he, can, he can stand up to his, his uh, trial of his own peers. Uh, we're gonna grill him about this fucking list. But uh, the, the actual Will Forbes. Yeah, I think so. All right, can't wait to see his face. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, that that just came out. He just tweeted that shit out. Fucking <laughs> Jonathan Densa said, first it was Matt Doyle, now it's Will Forbes. <laughs> Will Forbes doesn't know. Yeah. Wait, so I just, I just saw a uh, a tweet came out from somebody that says that uh, Le- uh, Messi is still in the, uh, I think it was Bogert. Inter-Miami remain in the, in the Lionel Messi sweepstakes. It's ongoing. Nothing decided on his future. Miami remain confident. Messi, 35, is out of contract this summer. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, so, I mean, I guess there's still these, 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 no, these, these rumors still have legs. It's still not happening. It won't happen. It won't happen. I think it'd be good for the league if he came over, but. Um, I don't want to be I think, I think with the, Argentina. He would either go back to Barcelona, and then after that, he'll go to Argentina and retire, well, just I, retire I, there. But I think the league needs to fucking realize that we have the the, the, the market cornered on Argentines. Like we get them. Everybody, everybody should know that we that we had the first right of refusal when a new Argentine comes into the league. Look at our roster. Look at look at our roster over the past couple of years. We have Argent Argentines are our people. That's our people, and they come to us. Same thing with Brazilians. We get Brazilians and Argentines. They come to us first, and then if we don't want them, then they can go somewhere else. But we should have, um, we should get on the horn with somebody in the front office because I'm sure we have discovery rights on them, right? We we, just, we discovered Lionel Messi. That's how it goes. That, that's uh, yeah, who has it? It's that's, um, the, that's the new process. You call dibs. You called you called dibs on a player. We we discovered you. Um, you're going to come play for us. It's like yeah, yeah, that's, that's City had discovery rights on Ronaldo. That was ridiculous. Yeah, SKC. Yeah, SKC discovery. Ronaldo. Ronaldo was a few steps away from shopping at a Walmart. <laughs> SKC before the league was back way back in the, in the nineties. SKC had a scout out in fucking uh, Spain and Portugal, Portugal out there, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we found this guy. We found this guy. He's he's a, a six foot tall winger. He's fucking phenomenal. Let's put him on our discovery rights list." <laughs> All right. Roddy, thank you so much for spending your your morning with us, our evening. Um, it was great having you on. I hope hope to have you on again soon. Um, yeah, it's great to be on. And hope that uh, hope that you can uh, have some bragging rights over there in uh, in, in South Korea. It, ha- Here's one more question after you: When you're out and about, have you ever seen another person wearing an MLS kit out in public? Um, recently, I saw, and it's and, it, and it's very ironic that um. That we just played at like galaxy so there's a um in in south korea there's these things they call pishiba which is a, a computer room where people go and just like play online games like world of warcraft or all those other ones um and sometimes i go i go to the i go to one that's near near where i live and one of the guys who works there has an la galaxy training kit he has a, he has a training jersey um, so sometimes I, I, I poke fun at him because sometimes I'm wearing like one of my, like in my CFC championship jerseys and everything, um, or the, 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 the sweater, um, actually not the jersey. Um, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so when was the last time you won? And sometimes we're just like <laughs> making jokes a little bit. Um, I haven't last really seen anything else after that. 
Oh yeah, last time they won, we were in the league. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I know. But if, so, but, if, but if he's walking around rocking one of his authentic LA Galaxy shirts, though, they got the, they, how many stars they got above their crest? Fucking five. Five. Yeah. <laughs> they got, they'll just be like one, two, like oh, it's, they'll be like oh, it's so cute. You have your one little star. Look at my fucking five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. But most of those, most of those were in the Stone Age of MLS. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, hey, yeah, yeah. so that that's one of the best parts about. I mean, so Roddy, I'm not, I'm not trying to pitch you on Apple on Apple Plus um, subscription, mm-hmm. but I, I have I pulled the trigger on it. Um, but the, the, one of the best parts about it now is that I'm, I'm able to go in and, and watch retro games. Like from like I, I, the other day, I was I was bored and I, I just popped on the uh, I popped on the '96 MLS Cup final just to watch it for shits and giggles. Like it, it was just there. Like you can just watch it, and it's ev- every MLS Cup final from '96 to 2022 is, is up there. So ours is up there. Um, it's pretty legit, man. I, I'm able to just click on and, and go watch any uh, that, that freaking '96 final that. It was played. It was played in in Foxborough. In Foxborough, the old Foxborough Stadium, and it was pissing down rain. There was puddles everywhere. It reminded me of the warm ups of two. What was it a year or two ago when NYCFC was supposed to play Red Bull at Red Bull at night, and the game yeah, got postponed the, because the came in. because they were literally fucking kicking the ball, and the ball was stopping dead in a puddle like five feet after you mm-hmm. kicked it. That's what this MLS Cup final was like. Like they were legit kicking the ball, and it was just dying in a puddle of water. I, was oh, like, I cannot oh, believe they played not- in this weather. Joe, now that you touch on that, it reminds me of the Seattle game that we played at Yankee Stadium when it was fucking talking, pouring out there as well. Are you talking about the game where the, the, the famous Yanhel Herrera, Ozzy Ozzy Alonso, yeah, um, fucking slide? Yeah, where, they're, a, where they're looking at the each game. other as they slide by each other. It yeah. was it was the game of Villa scored his fiftieth goal and then his fifty first. Yeah, but the, the but the the yeah. picture from that game is where Yanhel Herrera is sliding and he, he's like yeah yeah <laughs> the field yeah. position is sliding. I've seen, a, I've seen a video of someone in the stadium uh, like on that game day and like like Jack Harrison tried to throw pass and like it just stopped like midway through. Yeah, so that's what this ninety six mm-hmm. cup was like. It was it was insane. I was like, I cannot believe they played this game. Uh, it was Chris Arm scored in that game as well. Yeah, and some of the old heads in there, like I was like, some of the people I was watching, I was like, I was like, this dude's a fucking coach now. This dude's a coach now. I was like, this is insane. Because um, I had, I mean, because up until before, like you had to watch the games on like YouTube, and sometimes they weren't up there. So like, this is great that it's a central location, and you don't have to worry about like searching through freaking YouTube and punching in. And, you, and you'll pay the and you'll pay the hundred dollar fee, right? Yearly. Yeah, because I'm not, I'm not a season ticket holder. So I don't uh, yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, but, I'll, but I'll, I am I'll an Apple. I am an Apple user already. So I got. I think I. I think I don't think mine was hundred. I think mine was seventy nine because I'm. A, I'm an Apple user. Oh right, that's right. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not paying. Uh, what is it? Six ninety nine a month for that? No, no, I'm, no I'll, no, I'll just. I'll just pay the hundred. It'll be cheaper that way. But Roddy, I mean, I know that. So uh, the, the the premium content that I was that I was talking about um, with like the MLS Cup Finals and all that stuff, like that's in the paid stuff. But forty percent. Forty percent of the overall MLS games, like throughout the entire season, are not going to be behind a paywall on Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, but but I mean, it's like uh, yeah, like I'm I I don't claim to be I don't claim to like just go out of my way to watch other MLS clubs. Like if they're if it if it's on and, and I'm not doing anything, I'll watch it. But like, I definitely think that it, it is a, a pretty cool central centralized location to have. All, and uh, do they allow like does Apple TV like do, do, is that an app that is uh, yeah, compatible yeah. In, in they have Apple TV here. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I would definitely, I would think about getting. It. Maybe, I mean, I don't have. I, I, I can maybe I can figure out a way. I don't know how to do the whole password sharing thing, but I can, I can, I can find a way to give you the, give you the password uh, to my stuff because I know you can share it with like up to five people. I think like that or something like that, um, without getting in trouble. But I can see what I can <laughs> see, see what I can do to get to get you because I, mean, I can't have you missing games out there, man. We can't have we we, we got to keep you at strong supporter across across the across the globe. 
Listen, listen, Roddy, I'm like you. I don't give a shit about the league. I just care about us, but I'll fucking pay the $100 a year just to watch us play. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I think you guys kind of sold me a little bit. I'll, 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 I'll look into it. And they even, they even had a little expose on, on the NYCFC Pigeon Man. The, the guy who wears the pigeon mask to all the games, they had a little, they had a little like five five or seven minute expose on on him. Um, a little interview was yeah. was available. I think they I think content. they I think they 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 kind of like used some of the content that the clubs have put out before, like stuff you would find on YouTube. They probably and just recycle some of that. The extra time, and, and, and extra I also heard that they're also saying the extra time guys are going to be heavily involved, like Weeby and 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 uh, Gas and. Doyle, yeah, Bogert and Doyle, like they're going to be heavily involved with the interviews and stuff for the for the content that's coming out. All right, I, I'll 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 see if I bite. And then I believe the Cooligans are going to be involved in that shit too as well because they have a relationship with the league and with NYCFC. So yeah. the, the only problem is that too many fucking Red Bull like Red Bull heads are yeah on, on the. the I might end up watching a lot of the games on mute just because I don't want to hear these fucking Red Bull Red Bull haters commenting on our game. There's too Gosh. many. There's too many of them. There's fucking too many. Of them. Oh, they should have brought Joe Tallison at least. At least he enjoyed man. But I, I understand. Ian Joy, Ian Joy has uh, his time tied up a he's, lot. In, he's with Fabrizio Romano now. Yeah, he's, 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 he's doing some time. other betting he's show, like, some, like, a, like a show about about football betting. I think it, 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 it's a, like the the show or whatever. But I mean, I'm yeah. sure we'll still. See, I'm sure we'll still see him at Yankee Stadium at games and stuff. Um, 100%, 100%. It's just, but it's just it's sad that we're not gonna. He's not gonna be like the polarizing figurehead of the commentator of, of NYCFC anymore after being yeah yeah he won't he won't be analyzing so, our games anymore which is sad but okay one thing know. I want to say before we before we end you was mentioning something about bragging rights um I will say this uh and if anyone is interested in in sacrificing sleep to watch any kind of Katie match um two years ago was it two years ago or three I think two years ago um Seoul Eland played FC Seoul in the Korean FA Cup um at FC Seoul Stadium which is a the Seoul World Cup Stadium they play in the World Cup Stadium um 2 years ago we played in the Olympic Stadium but now we moved to Mukdong Stadium which is a much smaller stadium a better stadium in my opinion for the smaller team and we beat them 1-0 on a goal in the 85th minute i believe it was the 85th minute so just like New York, Seoul is also blue. So we do have bragging rights here in Seoul as well. So we're keeping the blue strong, right? Yeah. So, uh, the, the Seoul Stadium was it? Was that the O2 final where Ronaldo uh, scored the two goals, or was that in Japan? I think they. I think they played the final in Japan, if I'm not mistaken. But but yeah, they had a lot of they had a lot of games here in Seoul as well. I, I, yeah, they probably they're probably right. Let me let me uh, let me see. They probably played in Tokyo. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've been to a couple of the World Cup stadiums around here in Korea, like um, Seoul World Cup Stadium. No, they, they played in the um, International Stadium in Yokohama. Yokohama, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, Taejeon World, World Cup Stadium is pretty nice. Um, I think I went to... Did, did I go to the one in Busan? I don't think I went to the one in Busan. But they have a, they have a really large stadium in Busan called the ASEAN Stadium, which is really nice. Um, their stadiums here are huge and they're big, but they can't fill them, which is kind of sad. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so there needs to be a, a growth of the sport here. Um, again, like like you said earlier, supporting your local club. Um, I think there needs to be a little bit more of a of a of a culture of doing that here as well. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, they they they, they all just support Spurs because of uh, Sonaldo over there. But... Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Final thoughts before we depart. Davi, you go first. Final thoughts on um, the whole the whole week or yeah, the whole or how, week. How it goes the whole forward. week. NYCFC, the roster, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Whatever, 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 whatever you want your final <laughs> thoughts to be. I, I, I like the I like the Kufre signing. I want I want another Argentine Argentine on the roster, so I like the Kufre signing. Um, great win yesterday. Um, you know, we saw a couple of uh, you know that that pass from the Lenich. It's a beautiful, beautiful pass to set up that goal. Uh, something that we really lack from Tavon. Tavon actually put in one hell of a ball as well. On, uh, one of the clips you posted on Twitter. Um, yeah, it was a good that, one. that was that was that was by far the best pass I've ever seen him like <laughs> yeah. ever on on a football pitch. Um, yeah, just uh, really excited going forward, and hopefully we get a, a few more signings. It's just uh, just two more in the positions of need, and, and bang, we, we can go back and contend. Roddy. Um, just, just gonna say, um, if anyone out there listening, um, is, is thinking to travel abroad, um, definitely do it. It's, it's a great experience, um, learning about other places, learning about other cultures and everything. Um, I've, I've learned a lot living out here. Um, I've met a lot of people through soccer, through music, um, and, and, and through the job as well. Um. And if if you're thinking to visit Seoul or visit South Korea anytime in the future, um, and you want to check out uh, a, a game, let me know. Um, tickets are hella cheap out here. You're talking like eight dollars, nine dollars, really really cheap for 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 tickets. Um, and I also if 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 you if you seen if you seen me on Instagram, I also actually. I play the drums for the supporter section for, for the for the for the team out here too. So, um, so yeah. So if you're interested, if you're if, if you're planning on coming to Korea and you want to see a game, come. Uh, you can talk to me on Twitter or Instagram or wherever, and I'll hook you up. We can meet up, go to a game, um, watch some pretty shit football, <laughs> and maybe just go out for you know um, Korean barbecue and soju afterwards. So live it up all right roddy where you tweet out of uh at r russell jr 93 um russell with two s's two l's jr 93 um so yeah you can you can reach out to me there it's it's the same on on instagram as well um so yeah if you want to come out like uh jr debart from blue city radio came out um last year and i got to take him out um take him around a little bit so um yeah Davi, where do you tweet out of? You can find me on Twitter at uh, that boy Davi, and um, yeah, my, you can find me on Twitter. To, I guess my inactive YouTube channel now. Talk on my CFC. All right, uh, that's a wrap. You can. Uh, this is you were listening to Coach Joe Uncensored. This is episode four. Uh, as always, New York is blue. Pencil.